Today on My First Concert. The headliner, they are on their game. And it is a positively electric feeling. The music is going through you. And at one point, (laughs) my daughter, in a quiet moment, turns to me and says, Daddy, this is the best day of my life. Welcome back, everybody. Dave Lee here along with Brianna. Brianna, a very special guest joining us today and a longtime friend of yours. Yes, I can call him a good longtime friend, and I'm very appreciative of that. And when we say Charch, you think most people know who we're talking about? I think about, they'll know we? who we're talking about. Paul Charchian, host of the podcast and radio show Fantasy Football Weekly and many other uh, talents. It's all brought to you today by Propane. And I want you to check out their website when you get a chance at propane.com. Simply that, but there's a lot to learn there. Star Bank, which is our bank here at Talk North, and also by our good friends Jeff and his squad over there at Aquarius Home Services, who, man, I've been dealing with for over two decades now. Time flies, but they are so good at what they do. Not just me saying that. You can see that when you go to their website. It's all backed up at AquariusHomeServices.com. Paul, great to have you here. Thanks yeah, for coming I'm, in. I'm excited to be here. And I you know, heard your voice for years, of course, but you and I have never met in person, even though we have we have a lot of friends in common. Yeah. You know, Chad Hartman's a close friend, and you know, we've traveled in a lot of the same radio circles, but we had never met until now. And your luck just ran out today. Yeah, yeah, but that's- <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try to be uh, I'll be a little more personable today uh, than normal. Okay, Paul. The title of the show is My First Concert. Yes. So what was it? So the year was so about 1985. I'm going to go with 1985. Now, this was a time when there was, for music that would appeal to a then 17-year-old kid, mm-hmm. there was KQ and basically nothing else on the radio. And of course, there weren't many other avenues to even find other kinds of music. So I, you know, I listened to mostly what KQ played, and I was a big fan of Van Halen. Mm-hmm. And Van Halen was coming to the Met Center, and I had a buddy who went and stood in line to get tickets mm-hmm. for Van Halen. Now, and I'm sure I've, this is you know, I bet you've had a lot of these kinds of stories. I bet Van Halen has come up many, many times, and um, I ended up learning a very valuable lesson, life changing lesson, in the course of this Van Halen concert, Dave. In the the months leading up to the concert. I couldn't be more excited. I'm listening to all my Van Halen vinyl and cassettes. And who's the uh, lead singer at that point? Uh, oh, this is David Lee Roth for okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, we're okay. still, yeah, we're still, we're still clearly in the David Lee Roth <laughs> era. Uh, Eddie Eddie Van Halen is still on, you know, totally on his game at this point. Um, and so it's yeah, the original members. And so I'm getting all up to speed on my Van Halen and memorizing all the guitar solos. I'm envisioning the concert in my head and and seeing Eddie do eruption, you know, the three minute long instrumental, this whole thing, right? Did you see it on MTV? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that song was, but I'd seen plenty of, plenty of Van Halen on MTV because MTV was very big. Oh yeah. Get to the concert, uh, myself, my group of friends hadn't really thought much about where the tickets were, but they were like 12 bucks tickets. We are in the far back upper corner <laughs> of the Met Center. <laughs> we there, I don't, there might have been like three rows behind us. I'm a quarter mile away <laughs> from the stage and I am just so disconnected <laughs> with the music and the sound quality in that arena was no. awful. Yeah, not good. Terrible. And <laughs> I can't see anything that's happening 
And there's no big screens, right? No big screens screens. back then. No, no. no. It's just whatever you can see. (laughs) I got a 17-year-old's vision, so my eyesight's not a problem, but you can't see or have any real connection with what's happening on stage. Plus, you got a haze probably in front of you. Oh, back then, you bet there was. You bet there was. You got to see through that, too. And it was so deflating. Mm. And I imagine the people who were close enough, you, you know, people that had uh, floor seats, I bet for them it was a great show. Best show they've ever seen. Yes, and I'm there for the same thing, and I got nothing out of that show at all, except bitterness, Dave. It's anger, a chip that yes. won't go away. Like, man, I yeah. was so excited, and as it turned out, I was so disconnected. Can't see Eddie's hands. I can't see, you know, here I got a virtuoso guitarist in front of me. Can't make out anything that he's doing. The sound is awful. The whole thing was a bust, and I was completely bummed out. 12 bucks that you could have spent somewhere else. Somewhere else, else. yes, exactly. Yeah, and so I would love to to talk about how it was, you know, like last show, uh, Dave, Dave, not Dave, uh, Chris Schaefer was talking about the amazing Kiss concert that his dad took him to. Yeah, his first. You know, and how much it meant to him. I got got nothing like (laughs) that. Nothing even close to that whatsoever. (laughs) Yes. And my parents never took me to a concert. They didn't, they were no interest in music. The only thing that could have been worse is if you were the one that had to stand in line to get the tickets. Tickets, right. There was that. Back right. in it the day. Me. That's yeah. right. I'm glad it wasn't me. Yeah, somebody else took the bullet on that. Although that was a fraternity in, in some cases where you stood in line with somebody, but not one that I cared to join. But that's the way oh, it was yeah. back in those days, Brianne. So, uh, Van Halen, after that concert uh, charge, are you, were you suddenly saying, I don't like Van Halen anymore. Well, I wasn't bitter at the band. I was just bitter at the experience. Yeah. Although my taste did end up migrating away from yeah. sort of traditional classic rock into much more indie rock, mm-hmm. smaller bands, smaller venues. Never went to an arena show again. Never. I've never. One and done. I'm so jaded. <laughs> I've never gone to an arena show. The, the biggest shows that I'll go to are the Armory here will hold about what? 2000 in the Armory. I don't know if you've seen a show there yet. Yeah, it's great. Terrific. It's, and the Palace it's, is great. The Palace is great. And that's, so those are, those are my version of big, and the pal. I won't sit far, I won't sit in the back of the Palace either. <laughs> no. I've decided, no I've more. turned into such a ticket snob now. <laughs> I won't I go. I think you get that right. Yeah. If you're going to be, if I'm going to be that far back, I'm not going to go. The Palace is, I think two thirds of the Palace are great. The floor is great. The the first parts of the balcony are great, but I'm not going to be in the back of the. Balcony. No, you've earned it. You've earned the right. Although I saw Chris um, Stapleton. Uh, no, no, I met him. I told you that. Wow. By accident, and he, he wasn't. What do you mean by was, accident? He wasn't Chris He's Stapleton Dave at the time. Oh. He was just a regular guy, nicest guy. Saw him sing two, three acoustic songs, and uh, he was uh, talked to him afterwards. Just regular guy, kind of forgot about it until he became. You see, look at you. That's Chris Staple. That's the guy that, oh, that's him. So you saw him before he sort of reinvented and rebranded himself? Yeah. What a, just a great guy. he was guy. just same, a songwriter Same, same with point. the brothers Osborne. Sure. Saw them and... Uh, Ozzy and... Harriet. Harriet yeah. Osborne. <laughs> okay. Yep, those two. Yeah. <laughs> so it, is country music your wheelhouse? No, no, no. I, I like, I'm pretty much all over the map, but I, I would say, yeah, if, if I were to... Here's a question for you. In fact, think about it, because most people need time. If you could set up the concert that you would love to see, I'll give you up to three bands, so it can be a. So uh, later on, when we talk about my favorite concert experience yeah. ever, 
it just so happened that my favorite band and my second favorite band played on the same bill. Stop it. And now the two <laughs> bands are not as many, you know, most yeah. of the time, many times, the opener will have a, will have, uh, the opener will be pretty different from the, the, the headliner yeah. band, right? Because they don't want it to be exactly the same sound. They want to be in the same wheelhouse, but not exactly the same. And that was the case with these two bands. Well, now I'm anxious to hear that. And so, yeah, well, uh, I'll tell that story whenever, whenever we get to my favorite concert experience. Speaking of that, the great Jimi Hendrix story is that he opened for the Monkees. Now think about that. Wow. For a minute. Okay. And did he get booed off stage? Because that's what happens a lot in these scenarios, right? The monkeys right. crowd does not want to hear Jimi Hendrix. Yes. And little did they know what they had in front of them. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, Paul here, Paul Charchian. Charch, as most of you know him, uh, with us today. Brianne with us as well. It's all brought to you by Propane. I want to mention a diverse energy mix provides reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during our Minnesota four distinct seasons. So fortunately, there's a clean energy solution for tomorrow, but it's available today, and it is Propane. I want you to learn more about Propane, because that produces, it's pretty impressive, 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide reliable and affordable energy. So something for you to ponder and think about. It's in the news every day. We talk about it. Here's something to learn about. Propane, it's that simple. The right energy right now. And all you need to do, and there is a lot of information there, and I go there myself, find out all about it by simply going to propane.com. Pretty easy, but man, I think you're really going to find that impressive in this day when we're very concerned about the environment and what is available for us today. Propane.com. Okay. Favorite concert. I, I got to go there, Paul. What, uh, what, right. what was it? So the lead up to this story is this. I want to hear it. Uh, so I'm, I'm indie music guy, small bands, alternative mm. music. And when my daughter turns five, my wife and I decide, okay, she's going to play an instrument. What's the instrument going to be? Mm -hmm. And we go through a lot of back and forth, and we're looking at various things. You know, what makes the most sense? My wife's grandfather was a professional violinist for his entire career, played at the Minnesota Orchestra. Oh, my. You got to be good. Yeah. And so violin was in the conversation. My wife wanted piano, and I eventually prevailed with guitar. Oh, wow. Because my feeling How was... How did you win that argument? It was not easy. So there was a lot of back and forth on this. <laughs> but it was a stringed instrument. It like, was a string, like, yeah. and I used that to my advantage, you know, right? <laughs> so, you know, her grandfather played violin. Um, we also made her play violin, but what she really cared about was yeah. guitar. And the feeling at the time was, for the rest of your life, the bands you're going to listen to play guitar. Almost every song you're going to love for the rest of your life's got guitar. And if you're ever going to be playing guitar, playing an instrument in your 30s, 40s, whatever, and you want to play with a song you love, mm -hmm. there's probably guitar in it. Yeah, there is. So that was that's how we <laughs> prevailed in guitar. And so my daughter um, ended up picking up a love of a very broad range of music, and she played guitar. And our one of our shared guitar experiences was with a band called Explosions in the Sky. Explosions in the Sky is an instrumental um, 
instrumental rock band. If you think of instrumental rock that goes, that will typically play five, six, seven minute long songs that will go from quiet and delicate to driving and loud and pounding to driving and quiet and, and then delicate again and back and forth mm-hmm. and these epic sweeping songs. And I loved Explosions in the Sky, my favorite band. And my daughter also loved Explosions in the Sky. And we would play them in a, there's a, there's a guitar uh, learning uh, video game called Rocksmith. And we'd play Explosions in the Sky together. And they went on, they went on tour about uh, four years ago. And uh, they came here, but it was, they played at First Avenue. And she can't get into First Avenue. At mm-hmm. the time, she's 13 years old, I want to say. And, uh, but they were playing Milwaukee at an all-ages show. And they're playing the Pabst Theater. And the Pabst Theater is right downtown Milwaukee, and it's a 100-year-old theater. The closest we have, that we have here is maybe the State Theater. And it's ornate with beautiful seats and balconies, and it's, it's a wonderful theater. And um, the catch is, they're playing on a Wednesday night. Thursday, I've got radio hits starting at 9 o'clock. Um, Thursday during the football season, I do all these out-of-market radio spots. So I got, I've got a th- Thursday morning, 9 o'clock. Here's how it worked. And by the way, the, the warm-up band, I had mentioned my, my second favorite band, mm-hmm. was a band called Holy F. And you know what the F means. <laughs> this is a Canadian Fun. instrumental yeah. band that's mad scientist rock. It's guitar, <laughs> keyboard, synthesizers, and weird stuff. Like, they'll be using a kitchen knife on the guitar. They'll be using old film strips from when we were a kid, wow. and they're running film strips back and forth through the projector. It's just crazy mad scientist rock. So, for me, this is like the double bill of my adult <laughs> life right here is holy F and explosions in the sky. And for us niche little people, this is, they're a big enough audience that they're playing. You know, like the Paps Theater holds like 2,000. So, here's how this goes down. It's Wednesday three o'clock and I bust my kid out of school 15 minutes early. Mm-hmm. We fly to the, we go to the airport, drive to the airport. We're on a five o'clock flight. We land in Milwaukee at six o'clock. We get to downtown Milwaukee, six 30. We have dinner at this uh, spy restaurant where you have, you have to like knock on an, on a, on a door in a alley to, and you have to give the password to get in through a back door to get into this this like spy restaurant thing, and the whole thing's like spy themed once you get inside, and it's all mysterious stuff. And we have this we have this fun meal. She's thirteen; she's eating this up, right? <laughs> and then we meal ends, and we go outside, and there's no. This is uh, it's general seating, even though it's seated. It's perhaps is a seated. It's not reserved seating. So we get in line, and we're about the twentieth person in line. Wow. And so we have a, we get in and we are in the set, we are in the second row of, of the theater for this. And to bring it back to this first, the first concert I ever went to, where I'm so far away, I'm completely disconnected mm-hmm. from what's happening. When you are in the second row and this theater, there's not a big gap between you and the stage. I mean, you know, you're right in front of what's happening. You can see sweat on the brow. It was karma. Right? It was yes. karma. And the show is great. It's so good. Both the opener, holy F. And then the, the headliner, Explosions in the Sky, they are on their game. And it is a positively electric feeling. The music is going through you. And at one point, <laughs> my daughter 
middle, uh, at a, in a quiet moment of one of these explosions in the sky songs, turns to me and says, Daddy, this is the best day of my life. Oh, boy. Win. Big win. Big win for me. And I mean, and this yeah. is one of the best concerts, uh, experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, you don't need the validation of your 13-year-old, but to know that to know. she's feeling the same thing you're feeling yeah. in that moment meant so much. Show's amazing. It wraps up about 11 o'clock. We've got our hotel rooms uh, block away. Get to our hotel room. We, it's hard to sleep. You're just, you know, the adrenaline, yeah. you're buzzing. But we're, you know, we're asleep by about 1230. Get up at 5 in the morning. We're at the airport by 545. We're on a 645 flight home. We land at 745. I got her at school at 830. And I am on the air doing my, <laughs> doing my, out, of market, my out of market radio spots at 9 o'clock in the morning. And that is the best concert experience I've ever had. Yeah, how do you top it? You don't worry about, you, you know, the night before, you're not really stressed anymore for the most part. Yeah. Because she's given her thumbs up. Wow. It, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. What a dad-daughter moment. It really was. Have you relived that a few times with her? Well, it's funny. We tried. And so we, the next year when Explosions in the Sky came through, same deal. They're playing First Avenue, can't get here. Uh, or actually, it was Palace Theater, uh, 21 or over. So we drove to Madison, where they were playing that, that year, and tried to sort of recreate the magic. And it just wasn't quite the same the second time. You can't it do was, it. It was still great, yep. but it wasn't, you know, just sometimes you just, that moment yep. works. Yeah. You live for those. You nodded when he said explosions in the sky. I know. I've heard you tell me that story before. I think mm-hmm. we've talked about that. It, it could be. It rang in my head. But no, you're a really good dad, Charge. You're oh, trying to you. provide the good experiences. And I... It's, isn't it so enjoyable when you're at a live show and the people you can tell either with you or just around you are enjoying it as much as you? And we're just all just in this together, kind of yes. a collective enjoying it experience. And I find that more with certain fan bases than others. And so that's why I prefer small. Like the Armory is one of my favorite places ever to see anything there. So, yes. Yeah. I, and I, don't you think the artists like that too? I think so. I would hope so. I, w- I want to believe that they feel... You know, even though they're repeating, you know, the same set 40 times on this tour, mm-hmm. they can't all be the same. No. <laughs> I want to believe that sometimes they know it's clicking and they can tell that the audience is completely vibing in that moment. It comes back to them. Totally. One of my favorite stories is I saw Kings of Leon and I wasn't that big of a fan before mm. I saw him. And then I was like, they are amazing. Yeah. Like, they are so good. And he actually complimented the uh, crowd. He was like this, which I don't feel like they are known for dishing out a ton of validation yeah. and compliments. So he was like, I want to tell you guys, this is a really great show. All of you are singing. Everyone's super into it. And I'm like, yes. That's it. I, I want to believe that too, I right? Believe. I mean, maybe they yeah. say that stuff at the end of every show. <laughs> you say that to everybody. But I want to believe that that's, I want to believe that that's the case. That's the magic of going to shows. That's why we do it. So I know what yeah. you're saying. It, it's impossible to recreate. I don't so. think Dylan yeah. says it to the crowds. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get him to talk during a show, that's kind of a, a, a neat deal too, should that happen. 
Paul, great to have you here. Let's take a quick break. Come right back. And then I want to ask you about concert etiquette. Yes. It's a big deal to all of us. And I think you're going to touch a lot of nerves. Mm -hmm. So stick around here on My First Concert. Dave here along with Brianne. Great to have you with. Our bank here at Talk North, by the way, is Star Bank. And they share that same commitment you have to your community. And you've seen that through the years. In fact, I think if I go back I, off the top of my head, I, I believe they were founded in 1904 in beautiful little Bertha, Minnesota, not too far from Lakes Country. I have friends that were born and raised in Bertha, and I think that's where it all started, 1904. So they just continue to look for communities to be in, and now, by the way, they're right here in the metro. Online banking, I know we all like doing that. They do that right. They got that Star Bank app, so you got that virtual bank branch right in the palm of your hand, and you can do everything you can do inside the bank, obviously, moving money from account to account, depositing checks, whatever, any time of day or night. We So they have that. But they really have this good personal touch, and that's why they're kind of extraordinary, I think. You go in there, they'll remember you the next time you're in. I, th I think, and I always tell them, I think people walk out and remember you the next time they come in. And when you're dealing with finance and your money and loans and all sorts of audibles you have to call in the world of banking and finance, Star Bank's been there. They've been there for a lot of years. They've done big businesses. They've done ag businesses. They still do. And they've done just small small retail or small customers like you and me. So they're really good. They love having you there. Star Bank, I would check them out. Yep, they're a member of FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, too. Go to starbank.net. But I always say, the easiest thing for me to say about them, they're really, really good at what they do. This is my first concert. Paul Charch Charchian is with us, of course, host of the podcast and radio show, Fantasy Football Weekly, and much more as well. We started out with 1985 and Van Halen, David Lee Roth, and the the basically, I, la I, I think about that, Paul, because I remember uh, years ago, I used to do this con contest with my buddy Eric Escala, and we always would call the promoters. Can we have your two worst seats in the house? And we give them away on the air. And who's going to call and want them? But it was always a big deal. That's fun, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you want the worst seats in the house for free? But then you know you've got the worst seats. It's, <laughs> it's bad when you walk in. And I think I saw Steve Martin when he did Let's Get Small as a young guy. Wow. And we were in the back row, too. Yeah. Right up at Northrop on the very, against that back wall. Not so good. Now, Brian, you're out of this discussion for a moment. Back then, because I'm old enough to remember, I was, you know, we were we were young then. <laughs> Steve Martin was a zany comedian. He had done, uh, he had, you know, the arrow through the head thing. Yeah. Never would have guessed he would remain a cultural mainstay 40 years later. Yeah. I mean, Murders in the Building is huge right now. And he's been touring with Martin Short, doing the Steve Martin, Martin Short bit. They've been touring with that and doing almost like a throwback 1950s style music comedy thing. I mean, then God bless his, Steve Martin for, yeah. Yeah, did his banjo thing for a while with, uh, with, his, with the band. Remember he toured as a, as a musician? With Edie Brickell. Yeah, Edie Brickell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. dude can play. Yeah. He's legitimately, he is a very good, good banjo player. Yeah, that is amazing. I don't know when we saw that show if we thought, this guy's going to be around no. as long as we will be around. He still it had the gray like... hair, though, then. Right? He did have the gray hair <laughs> yeah, there. <that's laughs> yeah, he did. The, the impressive thing right. is he still got the hair. Because he had the white the suit, same. too. Yeah. yeah. Remember, he always had that white suit. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so concert etiquette is something that... Uh, you are. We're all well aware of, but I don't think we talk about it often enough. So I'm really anxious. 
I've had some concert ruiners around me, Dave, Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty bitter about it. (laughs) These are big things for me. I love music and I love live shows. And when people ruin my experience, I get feisty. Sure. And it's in a Minnesota way. And there's- Passive aggressive. uh, Passive aggressive. That's right. (laughs) And I want to talk about some of the ways people have managed to ruin my concerts. Okay. All right. First, I want, before we even get to this, at various times over these stories, Dave, Brianne, you may be saying to yourself, hey, Charge, just move. <laughs> okay, I don't have to move, all right? I don't I have to change here. seats. <laughs> I, you know, I usually will get to a concert early yep. so that I can be near the stage. Most of the concerts I go to, like First Avenue or Fine Line, mm. you know, you're standing and, you know, you're at the floor. These are not seated. So, you know, I like to I like to be close. Again, all the way going back to the Van Halen thing. <laughs> I want to be close to my artists. So I don't have to move. Your bad etiquette shouldn't make me move. So let's just dispense yeah. with that right now. All right. Number one. Story number one. And a learning experience. One of my favorite bands is called The Joy Formidable. I love The Joy Formidable. This is a three-piece band that makes the sound of a five-piece band and the the lead singer is a woman who's about five foot two, Brianne size, <laughs> and she is a absolute rocker. Plays her guitar. She's a badass guitarist, singer. She's great. And um, my girlfriend at the time, now wife and I, were, were saw that they were just playing an oddball one off show in in Buffalo, New York, and we decided, hey, let's go. And what we didn't know at the time was that they were just the opening act for the Black Keys which is a huge band, mm-hmm. right? And we knew that, I saw that it was an outdoor festival. Um, so anyway, so be, be aware of that, by the way. If you like just track your favorite band and they say, hey, you know, we're playing, you know, th- this shows up on tour dates, they might secretly be the opener and they might only be playing for 35 minutes, which yeah. is what happened to us on this. We traveled all the way to Buffalo. It's a bait and switch. It'll happen. It was a bit. Um, <laughs> so it turns out, the Black Keys are really popular, and this, you know, it's an outdoor event. There's probably 30,000 people wow. there. Yeah. Nobody gives a rat's ass about the opening <laughs> band except me <laughs> and her. And everybody else is, like, talking through it and blah, 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 blah. And there's a big group right in front of us. And they are smoking the stinkiest, skunkiest pot you can imagine. <laughs> now, I don't care. You do your thing, but, man, with it... Very it was disgusting yeah. to me, but that wasn't really that wasn't really the problem. The problem was one of them is so now so not aware of what mm. she's doing. Mm-hmm. This v- large Amazonian woman, <laughs> and she's dancing to the music and running into me and my <laughs> wife repeatedly, arms flailing, legs flailing. We're getting kicked, hit, but she's so out of her mind. She doesn't even really notice no. or care or, or care, right? So again, now I'm forced into moving. I shouldn't have to move. Forced into moving. <laughs> so item number one is, how about if you just don't kick and hit everybody else? And I've run into this a few times. Know the crowd. She's the only one dancing, mm-hmm. right? Um, know the, is this a dance crowd or is this a head nodding crowd that you're in? Are you a nuisance or are you adding to the experience? Right. <laughs> if you're the only one yeah. dancing... That's on you, and you still need to have your own space, not other people's space. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Right? Okay. Goes for drunk people, too, as well, don't you think? It does. Yes. And you run into Self-awareness. that Self-awareness. Yeah, the self-awareness. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right down. Right down. Or a little less selfish. Yeah, right? right? A little less selfish. All right. Next concert. Murder by Death. 
is a band that I that I really like. They're a hybrid sort of a rock, uh, bluegrass, uh, a little tinge of country. The lead singer sounds like Johnny Cash, but it's a rock format. They've got a cello player as a major part of that band. Uh, violin, guitar, drums, great band. Playing the Cedar Cultural Center mm-hmm. uh, maybe two, three years ago. The two dudes behind me knew the words to every song. <laughs> and they wanted Dave, to let you know. you want to know how I knew they knew the words to every song? Because they sang every, every song. song right behind me into my ears. Now, this is not Neil Diamond and Sweet Caroline, right? This is Murder by Death. And I'm not there to hear them <laughs> for the entire concert. <laughs> Singing into the back of my head. Yeah. Whole concert. <laughs> and again, I could move, but I've staked out great, a great spot. And I shouldn't have to move. You shouldn't have to move. I get it. Maybe there are some refrains that the, everybody's singing along to or whatever. Sure. Yeah. You can't do that. Like Tom Petty when everybody's doing the free falling thing. Mm-hmm. But that's expected. Expected. Right. I mean, there are a handful of moments where that's totally appropriate. <laughs> but... The whole concert, not even at Neil Diamond. The whole concert is told that is not appropriate. No, not right. No, nobody's there to hear you sing, especially when you can't sing. But that doesn't even. Did matter. they continue to sing no matter what? Whole whole show. I you know, think it was like thing. a badge, like you know, we're so deep into Murder by Death, <laughs> yeah, we know us. all the songs and all the lyrics. <laughs> so they were good singers. You're saying? No, no, they were not. Wanted- they were just two frat guys. Yeah, this Which is our I band. Picture, but okay. Yes. It's not quite as bad as your buddy singing in the car to all the tunes when you're driving somewhere. You know, they'd be singing kind of singing the words as you're trying to, okay, let me listen to the radio. This is much worse because you, you had to pay. I, that's right. It cost me money. Yeah, yeah, these guys yell at me. 12 bucks a ticket, I'm guessing. Now, same show. There is, one of the beauties of the Cedar Cultural Center, if you've ever seen a show there. It's a great intimate space. To it is a great intimate space. It probably holds a thousand people and it's always all ages. It's part of their charter as a cultural venue. Community Community center. center, Is that every show is all ages. And I've taken my daughter to shows there. uh, There was a couple right in the front, right right in front of the stage, that was parent, mother, father, daughter. And first song starts, Murder by Death. They lift up their daughter onto the stage. (laughs) And the daughter is petrified. Like, daughter's like, what am I doing here? Daughter's trying to get off the stage. They keep pushing her back up. And the daughter, this is a small venue. The stage is not big. And the band members are all looking at the kid like, huh, what are you doing? Kid's trying to get off the stage. Now, they play through the song. And then somebody comes over the PA from management. It's like, you cannot, you know, we can't have anybody on the stage. Take the Liability off the stage. insurance. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So, and the pa- the couple looks pissed. Yeah, we're sure you're great and, parents, but... Yeah, they're not great parents. Yeah. Breaking news. And the uh, they are either mortified or angry, grab the kid, and they leave. I'm like, you liked this band enough to go, like, <laughs> come, to the, come here, do all this whole big thing, and then you, you got up and left. Super normal reaction. <laughs> totally inappropriate. All right, next one, Dave. I'm at a band called Colexico. Calexico is a Tex-Mex band from Arizona. About half of the lyrics are in English and about half are in Spanish. They've got, um, 
they have a brass section, two trumpets. They'll have a, they'll, one of them will rip out a trombone from time to time. And it's very, you know, like you'll hear a lot of, a lot of Spanish music's got trumpets in it. Mm-hmm. And um, really great song, a great band. I love them. They're may, way better live. Calexico, you know, some bands, most bands I think are worse live. Some bands, way better live. Mm-hmm. Calexico is magic live. And then I go put on the records and I'm like, eh. I hear you. It's the showmanship kind of something. It is. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, some parts of it is, you know, whether or not your lead singer is as good live as that person is, you know, when they've had 92 opportunities to record the same song. So, in this, we've all run into this. At some point, many people want to capture the moment of the concert, Dave, with their phone. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Most people have the good sense to do that for a little while. Guy in front of me filmed the entire <laughs> concert on his phone, holding it up so that he's blocking the sight line for yeah. everybody in a V-shaped yeah. triangle behind him, right? And he's holding it up over his head to capture the entire concert on his phone. Yeah. And... You know, it's, again, yeah. it's just, you know. You're not rewatching it's a, that. It's, you're not, you're right. <laughs> we all know the quality is not going to be great. You never capture the, the specialness of the moment. And because, you know, your phone's bright, yeah. it's, a re, it's really disturbing. And you're missing the show. You. You're, miss, you're really missing the show when you do that. Because you're not seeing it, what everybody else is seeing. Correct. Or Because you're paying attention to your, your, <laughs> your directorial yeah. debut Here, yeah. on uh, your phone. I'll add on to that. Don't you kind of hate... And I also, no disrespect, because everyone, you know, maybe can't enjoy the concert, but when people do the FaceTime. <laughs> I know, I have an idea. Yeah. So look and at I mean, what I'm looking and at. And it's, like, it's one thing if it's a quick call or this or that, but yeah. I've seen multi, like a whole concert where someone was yeah. FaceTiming the concert. I'm like, ah, it's just, I don't know if it's the same experience. Or they I'd don't, rather watch a YouTube video. Or frankly. they don't have their flash off. That oh, might be bad the worst. Too. Yeah, yeah. Bad when it just too. lights up the whole thing, it's like, that picture yeah. isn't any better. Come on. No, it's not any better. <laughs> terrible no and if you're really removed from the stage doing it it's really ludicrous yes. <laughs> super ludicrous and so, you know who it's rude to the band absolutely right? the yeah. band's getting flash you know they're yeah. getting the you know uh, in their face mm-hmm. <laughs> something else i think that's rude to the band the guy so is having your <laughs> <laughs> radio professional yeah yeah <laughs> we all live with our phones on silent for the most part right yeah. <laughs> i was talking to ned Beatty. remember the actor from deliverance and yeah Superman and all those. Yeah. And he told me one time, and because he went to his own movies sometimes just to see how the crowd reacted oh, and if yeah. he did a good job or not. Mm-hmm. And he, I said, don't you hate it when people have their phone on and starts ringing a movie? And he started laughing. He says, yeah, that was me at my movie. <laughs> <laughs> at your own movie. <laughs> so, That's fantastic. It happens. I love it. But the etiquette thing is, are you, do you have more? I have two more. I, I know you're it. like, God, will he ever show no, up? No, uh-uh, you're, you're hitting you a nerve. A you're hitting a nerve. <laughs> Next, the guy who brings, I, I think it's a guy, and I don't know for sure, who brings balloons to the concert. Beach balls. Beach balls, balloons, yeah. right? Now, I suppose in some scenario for some people who, I don't know, are at a concert, not for the music, hitting the beach ball is the entertainment for you at that point. But for who else? Yeah. I mean, I'm there because I like the band and I want to enjoy the music. I don't want to have I don't want to have to keep the beach ball going or the balloon going. I yeah. hate that responsibility. I was at a recent concert in which somebody brought tw- a pack of balloons 
<laughs> and kept blowing them up oh, and, no. and then distributing them to the audience. I don't know who it was because it was behind me. Now, every time the balloon came to me, I grabbed the balloon and I popped the balloon. <laughs> I'm the bad guy You're now. The concert Grinch. I'm the concert Grinch yeah. that's popping the 20 balloons that eventually made their way to me. I'm the guy popping them. Now, popping them, I got to make the popping sound, which is rude. But I'm like, think of the band, okay? Yeah. I mean, the band deserves more respect than somebody who's blowing up 20 balloons over the course of the concert. That's BS. Did anybody in the crowd get angry because you popped their balloons? The person you burst to, their balloon? The person next to me started battling me for the balloons oh. because she wanted to keep the balloons oh, going, oh. and I wanted to pop the balloons, and eventually she figured I'm popping all the balloons, and so she started battling me for the balloons. <laughs> so now I'm boxing her out like Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> to keep her away from the balloons. This is like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. <laughs> but now you can't enjoy the show as much. I can't. Part of me, I feel, I'm, I feel like I'm doing a service for the rest of the concert goers <laughs> by helping them enjoy the show more yeah. by popping the balloons. And again, maybe, you know, if this, if it were a different show, maybe it would make more sense, but not for these intimate shows, yeah. thousand people, everybody's there for the music. Did she do a Euro step to get in front of you? Or you <laughs> trying to stop her. Right. <laughs> Traveling. <laughs> That's right. Girl next to me. All right, last one I've got for you. And this was the most frustrating one for me. I had mentioned that I had taken my daughter to see explosions in the sky in Madison because it was an all-ages show. The next night, they're here in town. I'm at the Palace Theater. I'm on the floor. You know, the, you know it's got know, 500 people uh, on the floor. And I'm in, the th- I'm in the th- like three away from the front of the standing room only at the Palace. And um, halfway through the show, this wobbly frat boy worms his way up right in front of me and this is halfway through the show and starts loudly talking to the guy who's directly in front of me and the guy directly in front of me is there on his own and it's clear they don't know each other this guy's just talking at this other guy and the other guy and the other guy is trying to like shoo him shush him and the other and and this other kid, who clearly, by the way, he's on something. Because he's not also in control of himself. Slurred speech. He's not, you know, totally unaware. He's talking very loudly, even during the quiet parts of explosions in the sky. Now everybody can hear him. And the guy next to him is shushing him. And now he goes into the apology cycle. And he's apologizing over and over and over again very loudly. And eventually the guy in front of me leaves. And I become the new target. <laughs> Oh, he's all messed up on something, and now he's apologizing to me and everybody around us, and he's also in our space because he's clearly on something. <laughs> know your dosage, people. <laughs> if you feel like you have to go to the show affected by whatever, get your dosing right, because this Agreed. guy had no awareness of what was going on around him. And <laughs> effectively, I, at one point, I'm yelling at him, he's yelling at me, and we have a, we have a shout off, and the guy behind me is holding me back. <laughs> I have never struck anybody in anger. This was the closest I have ever been because these moments are so important to me, and this guy effed it all up. Yeah, and I was so mad and just weaseling his way, it's meandering where he shouldn't have been. He, you can do that. 
you can't screw up the concert for everybody around you. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad Still you, mad. you spoke these unspoken rules, Paul. It's, it's good, good to get that, it out. It's good that you got it out and that we talk about them. This is the first time we've done a show on a couch. No, I agree. <laughs> That's great. Josh. I'm not over it. And this was like four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm not over it, Dave. Well, you don't go there for yeah. it. You don't expect it. You don't anticipate it. No. You don't, you, don't uh, you know, expect that play to be called. Sometimes I question yes. my own taste. I'm like, okay, if this person's a fan of this band and they're like this, am I Am, am, I, I, am, I, am I looped into that? Like, yeah, right. It's just yes. kind of I, yes. I, I, strange bedfellows, you know? Yeah. So. I have a hard time believing you were obnoxious at a concert. But if you uh, no were, way. we want to hear no the story. Way. The thing is, I might be that personal space uh, violator. Kind of depends on how many, how much alcohol <laughs> ratio kind of in you my You just kind of keep moving closer well, and closer. That and the, and the, the singing. I'm, I'm a notorious, just front to back, let's just sing. But... I'm closer to the ground, so maybe people can't. I can't hear you. But you know what? If everybody's dancing and everybody is sort of in each other's space, yeah, yeah game I, on. Yeah. Just know, yeah. just I'm a big, just know, yeah. know your surroundings. Or the band is encouraging. We've seen you've seen that before. Hey, you want to dance? Get up there and Absolutely. dance. Or they get mad if you're not dancing. Yep. But yeah, you're right. That's uh, those are very. You know, you gotta. You make me think about a lot of these different concerts I've been at. And I wonder how much time I've been the problem. <laughs> it's me. I'm well, the problem. If, if you're sitting in the worst seats in the house, yeah. you're not a problem. <laughs> yeah. You can't really buy, well, you can't make the experience problem. worse for anybody else. That's the kind of connections I had. Hey, uh, we're talking with uh, Charge, Paul Charge, Charchin, of course, host of the podcast radio show Fantasy Football Weekly. And... Um, we're going to come back with uh, Paul and wrap it up here in a minute. I do want to mention one of our great sponsors, Jeff, and all the folks over at Aquarius Home Services. And here comes a new year, and that means a fresh start. And I just want to mention at Aquarius Home Services, it might be time to give your furnace a fresh start. I bring it up because I did that. It's it, The furnace has been working pretty hard. This winter has been a tough one. We all know there's a lot of winter left to go at this time of the year as we record this. And with your safety and comfort as their top priority always is, Aquarius Home Services is offering $98 off any furnace repair right now. That's smart to do. And have them tune that thing up every year too, by the way, which I do. Your furnace peace of mind, that's just a click away, especially on a cold night. You don't want that to go out. AquariusHomeServices.com. They do all sorts of things, as you know, and they fix problem water too. And as your independent authorized Connecticut dealer, they're offering $250 off right now as we speak, a new non-electric Connecticut system when you trade in your old electric softener. And that's the system where I first got to know Jeff and his staff. And I still have that one in my home all of these years later. And it makes a ton of sense. Anyway, what you want to do, you're smart. You get it. You want to take care of your home and also make sure that you're working with a company you can trust. That's AquariusHomeServices.com. And uh, you'll find out a lot about them when you check out the website. Call them, too. They're anxious to talk to you on the phone. But, again, they'll just get the job done right for anything inside your home. Ask them about that. AquariusHomeServices.com. Okay, Paul, uh, as we wrap it up, yeah. among other concerts, anything that's, that's coming to mind now that you're thinking about that through the years that you saw or that you went to? or Yeah, I mean, just a couple of things. Uh, R.I.P. the old Guthrie. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw shows in the old Guthrie before they moved, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, locations. Man, that was a great space. Elton John played there. In that small a venue? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Wow. When he, I think when he's first starting out, he played played the old Guthrie. Did he really? Yeah. First starting out. First starting out. 60s? Well, I, um, I assume. Probably late 60s, yeah, maybe? Yeah, or, or could be, it could have been in the 70s early, as well. Early, early 70s. 70s. Yeah. yeah. He's still bald but, then. 
So <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, look at you know, look at how long he's gone. So now I think he's done. Done. This is yeah, the final right? tour. Uh, the final I mean, t- final tour. We've, we've all unofficial. been we've all been duped on that before, but <laughs> you get the feeling that for yeah. what's left for Elton John to do, exactly. Nothing. You know, and he's got to be eighty years old. Well, he's got to be close to that. But how cool is that that he and Dua Lipa? He loves Dua Lipa. I love Dua Lipa. I mean, but, uh, but I mean, right. if they combine, to do, he's, he's with this young, red-hot entertainer. Yeah, and he smart. And she wants to be with him, and he wants to be with her, and they get a number one record. I assume it was a number one record. Anyway. She how cool is that? One he, of my favorite albums of 2020, that album, uh, Future Nostalgia, is very good as like a disco record. And really? I'm not a huge disco fan, but it's very, very good. What did good. you love about it? Um, it's super fun, and it's good. Okay, like, so it doesn't have that. They're not mutually exclusive. No, you know, hopefully so, not. Yeah, so yeah, fun no. can be fun. I highly can encourage people if you want to have a good. That's a good party record. On the so. way in, I heard George McRae singing "Rock Your Baby," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm a great button pusher on. Uh, you on, like the bridge music. though on Sirius XM. Well, you know, I Love like the bridge. Uh, I like <laughs> that's uh, my favorite Sirius XM channel. Yeah, is it? No, I I kind of got. Uh, on my vehicle, I got 25 things. Oh, like okay. It. So I, I'm, uh, I'm always changing it. Anyway, you made me think of that because allegedly that was one of the first disco songs. Oh, really? So, so I, I, I read that somewhere as I'm driving in. And I'm listening to it. Going, is that? I didn't think it was disco. And I started listening to it. Yeah, maybe that was one of the. Uh, Disco's more all-encompassing than you'd think. Yeah. So anyway, now I've got something to listen to. Rock Your Baby, George right. McRae. Right I don't know who George McRae is. Should that, I know who that's George from his album, I bet I'd know the song if I heard it. From his album, George's Greatest Hit. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. That's why I'm I sure know. he did other the ones. One I don't know. know but, but anyway, that, that one intrigues me just because of, of, of allegedly might have been one of the first discos. I, I think Homework for you. I think yeah. it's interesting that you're a button pusher when, of course, your job was to make sure people did <laughs> not turn that push dial. the button. <laughs> That's right. Stick right here. I'm I'm bad. Eh. I'm a bad. uh, But you know, do as we say, not as we do. (laughs) If you know, (laughs) but on music, I'll do that. If I get something, boom, I'm off and running. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's that's. I think that's a lot of us, right? And what I love about Sirius now is a lot of times, you know, once you once you like something. Then every time that artist comes on on any of the other channels, you can just, you know, like hop in alert yeah. you, like, hey, LCD sound system is playing <laughs> right now. Go. And, ah. yeah. yeah. I love LCD sound system, they're by great. the way. They're, they're great. They're, they're Very really fun. Long standing and doing their thing. What's, What's the last live show you've been to? Um, the last live show I've been to. Because COVID I, took you out for a while. Yeah. Yeah, Did that was frustrating. Yeah. And then last summer, from spring to like August, I probably saw saw twelve shows. I, I know mean, all of these bands that had been, you know, planning travel all came in. New and, albums, like, yeah, I right. I mean, see yeah, them. yeah. And the beauty of it is, I, I think for me as a niche music guy, mm-hmm. the bands I love, they need the they need the concert <laughs> revenue, right? I mean, you know, this is how them. they feed yeah. themselves. Yes. and so they all hustled to get back uh, on tour, which is which was great. Ah, uh, the last live show. Tempt- I'm tempted to go back through my calendar. I think it was a band called Godspeed. You last uh, Godspeed. You Black Emperor is a <laughs> Godspeed. You Black Emperor is a Canadian band that plays. This is another all not in- to be confused all with Godsmack. Not Godsmack. <laughs> totally different. All instrumental. Lots of strings and guitars, and is the loudest band you'll ever hear and hearing he, hearing uh protection is required hmm. i mean you will 
At the concert. At the concert. And I hate it because I love the band. Yeah. But you gotta you have to wear hearing protection. And at that point, the whole thing's muddy. Mm-hmm. The whole thing sounds muddy. And so frustrating that one of my favorite bands, when I see them live, I get this muddy experience where I can't I can't fully enjoy fully, it. Yeah, I can't fully enjoy it. Well, back to what you said. Some are good live, some yeah. aren't good to see live. And I think they would be a ten out of ten live. If I could, you know, if I could actually just listen to them with my plain ears. Well, now you might want to be back up three rows from the back. I know. You really would. (laughs) You really would want to be in the back. Well, speaking of Elton John, we've talked about this before. He used to tour and say he had the loudest concert of anyone. You wouldn't think that of Elton John. No. But that was his, that was his, uh, uh, that was his moniker back in 70s, maybe? I don't know. I have to look it up, but. That's and he wouldn't seem the type, right? I mean, Not at think all. This would be no. Black Sabbath, yeah. ACDC, Something and Led Zeppelin an, was notoriously something loud, in right? Boneyard, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. and that's the ba- if I could have if I would have been old enough to see anybody, mm-hmm. like if I could just go back in time, I would have loved to have seen Led Zeppelin, a a notoriously amazing. I agree. Live band that I you know I was too young to see, um, and I were you know you'd you'd see you'd see other artists of their era. Like Eddie Van Halen used mm-hmm. to talk about how that's that was the ultimate concert experience he wanted to give his fans was a Led Zeppelin experience where everybody was just slack jawed at what they were seeing and just taking it all in. Yeah. There wasn't he he didn't want people dancing he didn't want all you know he wanted people just like be stunned at what they were seeing and having the whole thing wash over them. I love that kind of concert experience. I do too. <laughs> I'm great. with you on yeah. that. But they played for three hours, and I'm not standing for three hours anymore. <laughs> Those days are over. I don't need a three-hour concert no matter how much I love you. Yeah. I don't need three hours of a concert. Yeah. No, nobody does. Probably the, the, sh- the entertainers don't. I think was it Springsteen who said that he, unfortunately, early in his career, he started doing three-hour concerts, and he's never been able to stop, stop doing, doing them. it. Right. Yeah. Now, everybody <laughs> so, expects it now. Yeah, that's right. I, don't know, I don't want that. There's no, I don't. There's nobody I want to see for three straight hours yeah. perform. Leave me wanting more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, that's just me anyway. I don't know. Circle back to the concert you would book with the three acts. Would Led Zeppelin be at the top of that I mean, bill? If I then? Could. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, yeah, because you, yeah. you know, it could be anybody. Yeah, I, I mean, I. Okay, so let's do uh, let's do Led Zeppelin for one, and that'll let's let's cross off classic rock. Okay, so classic <laughs> rock's out. Okay. Okay. Miles Davis. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. I want to see an, an early 60s era where he was doing the kinds of sounds that I think of like the smoke-filled small room with the upright bass, the trumpet, the drums, um, usually not guitar, right? Yeah. I mean, I want, you know, that would have been Miles Davis in his day. Would have been amazing, and he the did. Cool. Miles Davis so the cool, cool. right? Yeah. Birth of Cool, yeah. Literally, Birth of Cool yep. era. Miles Davis. That would be, that would be pretty amazing. And then if I'm going to do one more, I should do something more, more current. But maybe somebody I haven't seen. I don't know off the top of my head. This is that's hard. A, that's, a, a, hard that's a hard well, one. Okay, all right. Okay, especially well, for, yeah, as many bands and music, yeah. the music you love. It's hard to. So you could just say among those that you would Yeah. <laughs> so there was a band that I love and, and still love now. Uh, again, all these band names mean nobody, nothing to anybody. Uh, there's a band called Dead Can Dance. Now, Dead Can Dance sounds like it's going to be like this punk rock, like, you know, sort of thing. Couldn't be less like that. It's almost rock meets Middle Eastern hmm. music. And the lead singer's voice, her voice, is transcendent. It is operatic. 
And she's singing mostly in a made-up Middle Eastern style sound uh, sounding um, voice. Now, I saw them in the 80s, late 80s. They didn't play here. They played Chicago in November. And myself and some friends drove down to see Dead Can Dance outside in a general admissions show. It was indoors. But we were standing outside waiting for the concert to start because it's general admission. So we're in line early so that we can get good seats. And we're there for the sound check. Her voice radiated out of the out of the building onto the sidewalk where we were. And everybody stunned at hearing this amazing voice outside on the sidewalk through the building. And then we got in for the concert experience of a lifetime. Oh, you just knew it was gonna be good you then. You knew it just... was gonna be amazing. And that anticipation. Yeah. That's what you love. I do. No, nothing yeah. feeds anticipation like a good sound check. A good sound check. Privy to, yes. Know, so. Yep. Yep. It was uh, a lot of fun. Yep. Freezing cold, but worth it. <laughs> Who'd you go with? Do you remember? I do. Yeah. And in fact, I'm still friends with all these guys. <laughs> I'm going to see one of them tonight. Uh, old friends that we've had music as a bond with. I've got a group of friends. And even today, we just, every, you know, every two days, we, the group, we email, we email a song that we found that, the, that we think other people in the group will enjoy. And because we're all doing indie music, weird bands that nobody knows of, Death and Vanilla from Sweden, <laughs> will be like, you know, check this out. You know, nobody knows about this band. You go to Spotify, they got like 900 plays. And so we send each other all of this obscure music just yeah. to help each other find these bands that we love that you would never normally be able to find. And here, you know, this is, these are friends I had when I was in college in the late 80s. That's the beauty of music, isn't it? It I is. Mean, the, the bond. Yeah, and- I love it. Well, it's uh, Paul, it's great to have you here. Thank you. Now, uh, I know you don't want to plug it, but let's talk about all the things that you're doing. Well, okay. What do, you, mean, want people, wait, what do yeah. you want people to know about? Yeah, um, because you, know, because you got the... So, uh, my son would be really upset if I didn't mention the guillotine league. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm delighted that he plays. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's the new format for fantasy football uh, that... Uh, that I've been uh, working on for three years, guillotineleagues.com. All my player rankings available for free. There's the Fantasy Football Weekly Radio Show on KFAN, mm-hmm. also podcastable. Brianne helped me for a full year work on that I show. I think uh, one, Lo- two, maybe even three. Yeah, years you're, on uh, that. yeah you're, uh, you know, <laughs> that's how fast it went. I yes, know, it really did. Yeah, you're right. It. Sorry, that's okay. it does, Hey, <laughs> it we, a, we've been doing it 28 years, so <laughs> it all it. starts to blend a little bit. <laughs> um, yes, so Brianne helped us with that for a long time. Three years, I hear, and um, so we encourage you to check that out as well. And um, I don't know, that's, that's but you had a KFN doesn't need any more help. It's already a freaking juggernaut. <laughs> well, they could follow you on Twitter and stuff. You always yeah, at Paul Charchian. Interesting yeah. stuff yeah. on there. Well, yeah. you had a vision long before, and I mean, the internet changed it as you and I've chatted about off the air. But you had a vision uh, well ahead of most everybody. Yeah, in the mid '90s, we started a magazine back before the internet. And because there was a time when there was nothing published in season for fantasy football. And we we're like, this is the mag, let's make the magazine we'd want to read. Yeah. And we did. And yeah. then that turned into a website. And then, you know, there we are 28 years later. Congrats. Uh, Paul, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Think about that. Yeah. A lot of fun. I know it's a lot of work, but you get to do what you love and it shows and it's very cool. Thank so, you. Yes. I appreciate you saying that. You work hard at doing at doing what you love. So. Yep. Let's get a fantasy music thing going. We've got <laughs> we to work on that. Now, look, I played fantasy box office. You think you can't play fantasy music? You can. <laughs> fantasy box office, you, tr- you draft movies before they release, and you get their box office earnings on your team. That sounds fun. And that's it is. It's a ton of fun. So you try to predict which movies 
will earn the most at the box office. You could do it with you could do it with musicians. albums, musicians. Albums, yeah, yeah, you could. I'm sure somebody's doing it. Well, if they're yeah. not, that's right. They as could if, now. As if you don't have enough going on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He is Paul Charchin. As we mentioned, you can uh, catch his podcast and radio show, Fantasy Football Weekly, on KFAN, of course, Spotify, Apple, all those same places you can find this podcast. And we hope you download it. It's called My First Concert uh, at talknorth.com. You can learn more about all of our great podcasts there as well. And our thanks to the folks at Aquarius Home Services for making this all possible. Jeff, thank you and your staff for all the work you do for our whole area, the whole community. And also the folks at Propane.com. Read about it. Find out more about what Propane can do actually for all of us at Propane.com. And, of course, by our bank. From Talk North, that's StarBank at StarBank.net. Dave, along with Brianne, we'll see you next time on My First Concert.